Previously on Quest Friends. Okay, so Hop. What? Before we get to your <laughs> section, tell me your flex skill. What is your flex skill? All I wrote was hazards, so I don't know what I meant. <laughs> so. <laughs> what does that mean? Is it like a hazard sign? Is it like. It's like hazards! Like, I don't know. I guess I was like avoiding hazardous situations, but that's just playing the game. You can't have a skill in just doing the thing you're supposed to do, so I don't know. And then you just keep seeing that damn astronaut. You don't understand how to feel about it, and you don't know how it feels about you. That's exactly why you're grounded. Because, Shock, you have been, uh, just a little bit of exposition, you have been grounded for the past however many weeks you've been on the road. Oh, that's true! Oh, yeah! The back of the ladybug was chewed open. Did you ever fix that, or did you- what did you throw over it? Was Jack it a- tape and garbage bags. Just like a giant tarp. We got, like, a better tarp. You got a better tarp. We got a better tarp. It's a middle-of-the-road tarp, but it's held together by deck tape. By deck tape. Uh, we got, like, a second tarp to put under it to make it a good tarp. A double tarp. A darp. Because you do suddenly hear music blasting out from speakers behind you. And you hear this song get louder and louder. And you see two vehicles with neon lights burst out from the woodwork and race towards you. cars racing towards you. One of them looks almost like one of those planes that flies off, so it's got six skis on the bottom and two wings with propellers, and in the middle there's a dual-domed cockpit, so you took like a dome and then you put two of them together, and it seems to have two what either look like jet thrusters or cannons on the front of it. And on the other hand, you have two giant monster truck wheels with dangling in between them two jet skis. Neon light is lining all of them, and you can't tell at first if they're friend or foe, but they are racing towards you at alarming speed. Um, who is currently driving? Is it Cubo or Misha? It's Misha. Um, it's immediately upon seeing these headlights emerge, NASA's gonna like shake Misha and be like, go faster! Oh, yes. Look, something interesting is happening. Finally, for the first time in my life. Yeah, I don't mean to alarm everyone, but that is a dangerous speed those are approaching us. I, I suppose that is true. I was just admiring the uh, multiple lights surrounding this car. It is very bright and beautiful, but I suppose I do not want it to crash into our vehicle. So I will accelerate and then we will just push the, the pedal. Like, let's gotta go fast. Shock is going to vote, like, holding onto the chairs <laughs> as Misha speeds up. Somewhere in the background, Hop was, like, about to drink some water. <laughs> it just goes like, <laughs> Everything happens in slow motion as this. All right, so you're, you're going to race ahead, which makes this a chase. So a reminder of a chase, you have limited actions you can do, they have limited actions they can do. It's going to be three actions per group per turn. You originally were going to start at a distance of two out of five. You have to get to five to escape. Because Misha surprised them and gunned the engines, you're going to start at a distance of three to five. So you're racing, you've got these two cars after you, they boost up. And for their turn, since they're going to go first, I'm not going to give them a full turn. They're only going to do one thing. You're going to see the cannons on the biplane shoot a glowing, pulsating net 
out at you and it is going to explode and oh that's a good one it's going to explode and it's going to have the effect of the cipher detonation web so what happens is this netting launches out to you hits in front of you and then these white tendrils rise up and they just start latching themselves onto each of the legs of the ladybug slowing it down um would you count cipher nets as environmental hazards? I would not. They are sent physically by a person. <laughs> environmental hazards just exist. They aren't like made by people. But did they actually make the webbing or did they just repurpose yeah. it to their own means? Yeah, if someone shoots a gun, they didn't make the bullet. But you know what I mean, Tom. But this is the ninth world. Lots of machines weren't actually made or understood by people. All right, all right, all right. In that case. Uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead, Tom. Oh, no. I mean, if you have a plan, I was gonna say someone leans shock out through the tarp and he tries to cutting light the webs oh, that was literally my plan except it was hot with the defibrillim Ooh. which is the name of the mako arm that's a very good name you know what thank you you take this one because the defibrillim the defibrillim is new and you need to show it off all right describe how you cut it off uh hop so since it's just a tarp in the back, I'm just going to move the tarp aside and then Hopper will lean. He um, is left-handed. So he's going to use his right hand to steady himself on the inside of the ladybug and lean out with his left hand to see if he can at least get the nets on this side off. Okay. Yeah. And you, you zap on into it with a, just a pulse. Like it's it's kind of a shock wave yeah. and the webbing, which wasn't really that firmly attached on, just kind of shakes off from both sides. Yay. All right. So you are getting away. You are not slowed down. You have two actions to try to get away what are you gonna do tom you're smiling do you have an idea no i was just like i build a ramp to nowhere again <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have a cipher that's a branch that sticks into and starts growing in the first thing it touches i could chuck it at them oh do it just root the car and see if i can have it root the car down do it yeah um what vehicle are you gonna throw it at is the plane driving or does the it plane look like is it driving. Can, does it, it look like it can fly? It absolutely cannot fly. Okay, just checking. It is driving on the bog. But it has guns. Yeah, they uh, they both have cannons. Both have guns. I just only described it on the oh. plane. I guess I'll chuck it at whichever one seems easier to hit. Which one's bigger? Hit the biplane. Take down the tornado. <laughs> She'll chuck it I at whichever say, one's bigger. Okay, I would say the wheels are bigger then. Oh, but I like the wheels. All right, so... Oh, I forgot I had this. Pop turns around, and then he's almost knocked off the back of the, of the ladybug as Ellie barges through the tarp <laughs> and just javelins a tree branch at Sorry. the wheel. Sorry, uh, hold on. Didn't mean to bump you there. Just figured ah! I'd, you know, throw something. And I will, I will try the tree branch after you do your next action, which looks like Ari has one. Well, I was looking at my new abilities and I forgot that I had this one. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, remember that I have this thing called concussion? Where I can cause a pulse of concussive force to explode from a point I choose within long range. <laughs> the pulse extends out in all directions of the short range. Everything within the pulse's area takes five points of damage. Even if I fail the attack roll, targets in the area take one point of damage. What's your so point? You can't hit both cars. What would you going for? Well, 
it depends, right? I mean, which one's farther away? Because I would rather, you know, not hurt us in the in the process. You're far enough away from them that it'll be fine. So you can just choose one of the two. The tire one is going to get tree branched. That's already happening. So the other one then. All right. What part of this biplane on skates are you going to target? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the... The engine? Oh, the propellers? The things that are on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, that. Give me a roll for that one, because that's an ability. It is. Uh, yeah, it's seven, seven int. Uh, let's see how we start the day. 17. Not bad. Not bad. Plus one damage. Well, so I wanted there to be a race here. Oh. Uh. <laughs> we, just, we just opened fire on these cars, but just <laughs> drove up to us aggressively. So. We are deeply on our bullshit. <laughs> We're going to get tried in a court of car law. Okay, so here is the order of events. They shoot out webbing. It latches onto the legs. Hop comes out of the back, takes out his arm. What's it called again? Defibrillim. Takes out his defibrillim, shoots off all the webbing. You get caught up to speed again. Then immediately he's almost knocked out of the way of Ellie, who brushes out from under the tarp and throws a branch at the tire, which lodges itself in, jams the tire into the ground, and the other big tire starts spinning around and around and around and around and around and around and around until it skids off, causing the jet skis to just kind of slide on the ground. Then Ellie is almost knocked out of the way as Misha busts through the tarp. <laughs> and just, how does concussion work? How do you want to flavor it? Like? Well, the, the way that I was thinking actually was, so Misha's still driving, so I was thinking Misha's actually looking from like the mirror, if we have a mirror or something, and like having like a close-up zoom into Misha's eyes as they're looking back into the mirror. <laughs> and so they just... So, so suddenly Misha looks and you just feel like a f as if something super fast sped through the end of the tarp and then suddenly the propeller just explodes and the other vehicle falls on its side and just starts sliding through the ground as it only has one propeller going to dit 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 and oddly it starts to fly a little bit and so it just starts going up 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 and then down into the bog and you keep driving away as the sunbeams start to get brighter and brighter and brighter. And it even seems that like, even though those neon lights fade, different colors of light seem to come in from the sunlight above. And as you look behind you, you even see that, wow, the lights are bright there too. And the music keeps playing and getting louder and louder and louder. Misha, since you're the driver, take a GM intrusion for everything that's about to happen. Who do you want to give the other point to? I am going to do it. Give it to a hop for the uh, name of the. How do you call it again? The def defibrillim. Defibrillim. I love that name because I so. first used it as a defibrillator, and it's an arm, which is a limb. <laughs> I felt the need to explain it now that it's been said several times. The music continues to play, and suddenly, out of the woods, racing towards you bursts through a giant, rusting, neon VW beetle, about the size of maybe a two-story building. And on top of this beetle, you see standing at the windshield, the giant windshield, staring at all of you with intensity, a figure wearing an astronaut suit. Okay. And you're now down to four away, and this thing is going to actually shoot out three ciphers at you. 37. That's 
88. I think he's rolling on the real table. That's 25. He said he was going to use the book for one thing and one thing only, this chase. <laughs> okay, so the first thing that happens is it shoots down the webbing. The pulsating webbing shoots down again. And you hear, and suddenly all of you can see 10 times as far as normal for one hour. Okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the other one? That was 25, it was 37, and it was 88, right? Okay. Let's see what the heat nodule does. Oh, no. <laughs> you just blasting us with random cipher effects? Yeah. So the second thing that happens... The tarp catches fire. Oh, no. no, not the tarp. Well, we have an extra one, so it's okay. The second tarp, it's fine. And the third thing that happens is a cipher called telepathy implants. Mm. <laughs> this is what happens. The field of view just narrows intensely, and all of you can see 10 times further than normal. But because you're adjusting to this, you can only see 10 times further than normal. It's like looking through binoculars. Ah, Oh, the headaches, yeah. The second thing is that the tarp catches on fire. And the third thing is you can all hear each other's thoughts. Oh, as no! As you all unanimously no! scream. That's my daughter, Hopper Scotch! She's just permanently thinking that at any point in time. is that he and Ellie are both still right next to the now flaming tarp so he's gonna try to handle that but then he would hear that's my daughter Hopperscotch and he would think that Sarah was there so he would be like looking around like is she here? I can see ten times farther than normal so <laughs> Hop is out of commission he is too confused to act during this next three actions he's just too befuddled he's just, a lot of things happened at once alright fucking tell me what you're gonna do um I have a rules question now to see if this is valuable. Okay. So esoteries are all data sphere based, right? Yeah. The game normally does not really distinguish between types of Numenera effects. So are ciphers connected to the data sphere in any way? Oh, uh, what are you thinking? I want to throw the data sphere dampener out the back of the, the ladybug at this new oncoming car and try to stop them from shooting more ciphers at us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're going to have to give me a roll for that, though. Normally it's automatic, but because of the disorientation, you have to roll. Heart of the cards. Night of fire. Uh, who wants to live forever? I'm going to spend an XP to re-roll that four that I just rolled. My only XP remaining. Okay. Uh, let's spend... The level of speed effort. Woo! Fourteen. Okay, so how does shot go from a four to a fourteen? So at first, Shock is confused and doesn't know where, where to throw. He doesn't want to hit Ellie or Hopper and make things much, much worse. But then he hones in on their thoughts and then tries to block out <laughs> the thoughts that Ellie is immediately jumping to, but uses that to get a position on them and just flings it right in between them, right at the face of the person he can see very clearly now, the astronaut. 
Okay, so you see the astronaut, and you still cannot make out their face. And then suddenly you just see them, like, just kind of, like, shake with surprise as they're just hit in the fucking face with what I'm going to just say looks like a rock. It's just a rock, and it hits their face, and they, like, scramble, and it falls down and into one of the cannons and knocks out both of them. All right, that's one of your three actions. What are you going to do to get away, though? Because you got to get further away from it. You can't just stop it. So I, even before you threw all of that other stuff at us, I was going to say that Misha was also going to be pretty disoriented, like off a bit because they like saw and they recognized the astronaut and so they were just thinking like, why are they here or something like that over and over again. So if, if people hear thoughts for Misha, it would be a repeated, why are they here as they, I don't know, like I, I don't know if there's a way that I can make distress as a, as a thing that works, like maybe they veer to one side because they're like, so like disoriented that it actually works in a sense that I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna say um, Misha is so disoriented that they veer suddenly to the side, and it's it's almost weird because the vehicle seems surprised by that. Even the astronauts like mm? like cocks the head because they they were able to track you perfectly as if they understood your driving style and the maneuvers that you were taking. But this sudden veer, they don't know what the hell is going on. And we're gonna need one other person to do something. And by one other person, I mean Ness or Ellie, because Hop is just yeah. very confused. Um, trying to think what Ness would even- Wait, it's time, it's time. Ellie pulls out her larder watch. What is this? It's like a watch that holds things, and she bought it in Rouletteia. And pray tell, Emily, what is this watch holding? Hundreds and hundreds of spoons! spoons. Yeah! Yes! Use the spoons! <laughs> Made out of every imaginable material, I think, was the other part of it. Yes, yes. I don't believe that was part of, like, the original description, but I think you added it. In any case... Like a fucking jet engine! Yep. There's a spark of light... But instead of fire coming out of the end, it's just hundreds of spoons which fly through the air, get stuck in all the gears. She's real gleeful about it, though. Like, her eyes sparkle as she watches them arc towards the car. As the spoons arc towards the sky, and as they settle in now the very bright sun, you no longer see a vehicle. You just see hundreds of spoons. But that's... An odd thing, isn't it? You're on the eastern edge of the Baadenu Forest, but you're not out of it yet. And I thought the Baadenu Forest was not supposed to let in any sunlight. This bogland, now, some of the bog is normal, some looks like molten gold, some looks like glass or water. The trees seem to have different colors rising up to them, and you don't hear anything particular. But Ellie and Misha, you see something you're all too familiar with, and something Shock has only heard about in hushed rumors. You see the Iron Wind.
welcome to the announcement break for Quest Friends, episode 61, Neon Night Part 2. I am Kyle, your GM. And I am Hallie, your other sometimes GM. And our intro and outro song is Friends and Hitoshio, both by Miracle of Sound. And today for the announcement break, we've only got one announcement because it's a pretty big one and I didn't want Hallie to just sit here for like two minutes as I went through other announcements because that would not be a respectful use of her time. I've got a fire emblem to play. It would not be a respectful <laughs> use of my time. Respectful use is telling you about a cool new episode coming out for the Cookie Crew. That is right. In honor of what used to be Women in Tabletop Gaming Month, apparently it's not this year, at least I haven't seen it around. Yeah, I don't know how that fizzled out or if the month changed. But we here at Quest Friends respect women in June and every other month also, but also in June because that's how it started. June or more accurately, the like end of June and months after June, because we're always late on these episodes, is Cookie Crew Month, our all women actual play spinoff. And... You might be thinking, oh boy, we had the Cookie Crew like two years ago. Last year we had the Cookie 2. This year, Cookie 3. Cookie 3, no. No, you don't get it yet. Be patient, my children. <laughs> I mean, it'll come. <laughs> it's it's on its way. We still wanted to do something, so we are doing a two-part mini-event that we will call the Cookie Crossovers that we've done with other podcasts. So, Hallie, why don't you go over the first one, which will be next week. It'll be releasing a week from today, assuming I get this episode on a Monday, so probably a little less than a week from today. The episode that will be released probably a little less than a week from today is a crossover we did with Queer Dungeoneers. Scarlet and Ursula guest star on this crossover with Arif and Hanalore. It's a, it's a good time. Mysteries are to be had. Cookies are to be had. There's a PTO meeting. That's a real draw, a PTO meeting <laughs> to a sci-fi podcast. There's a PTO meeting and things go wrong at it. And that's pretty much the plot of the Queer Dungeoneers crossover. And that will be the Cookie Con releasing next week on Monday, June 29th. Two weeks after that, on July 13th, we will be having a crossover with Rob and Jamie from Totalis Rankium for the first ever cookie crew that I will actually be running. Yeah. Because I wanted to run this one and also because this will be starring Madeline Jeffrey James as a PC. And Ig and Alex. Oh yeah, also them. <laughs> as they go to the United States of Numenerica and deal with this thing known as a primary. Uh, that second episode, The Cookie Candidate, will be releasing on Monday, July 13th. In between those, we'll be having our regular episodes. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of editing, yep. but I'm I'm really going to try to get everything out vaguely on time. So that is our our new cookie crossovers event, the Cookie Con in one week and then in three weeks, the Cookie Candidate. Anyways, keep an eye out for those. You don't have to do anything special for that. You can just keep watching this feed. That being said, if you have not listened to the Cookie Crew before, which you should, you can find it at questfriendspodcast.com slash cookie crew, or, you know, just you're on our feed. Just scroll down. You're going to find it. It's, it's by everything else. It's well worth it. Cookie Crew is, it's my baby. <laughs> They're all my babies. So Hallie will see you in one week on Monday, June 29th for the Cookie Con. And then we will all see you in two weeks on Monday, July 6th for the next episode of Quest Friends, One Neon Night, Part 3. We will see you then.
All right, so let's talk about the Iron Wind for a second. We're going to start by honing in on a butterfly net. This net has been stuck into the ground and is rising up like a flag. And it's still, there's no like wind around or anything to blow it. And it stays that way for a while. But then we start to see it flutter. And inside of it, we see on its end, small colorful particles start to fill up and bulge out the netting as it grows into a boxy-like shape. And the colors move from the very end where they start filling up closer to the center and then closer to the end until this bubble pops off of the butterfly nets and falls onto the ground, making the shape of those things that the vehicles had shot at you. And as it kind of moves along the ground like a tumbleweed, our view extends out and we see the ground it's underneath is itself starting to change in color and shape and texture, almost following along a thin line. There isn't anything to show that there's like a wind or movement. There's just this silent change crossing itself and moving across the land. And as we go out further, we can see even more butterfly nets picking up at the sensation of this invisible wind and picking themselves off and tumbling off further and further out until we can see the entire landscape, the forest itself, changing into spires, into beds of beetles. You see a bush turn into a bush made out of cravats. And as this line continues and the landscape starts to just tear against itself, we follow the tumbleweeds as they chase themselves towards a long polka-dotted vehicle with a burning tarp on the back of it. So I am going to say that Ellie and Misha, you two very immediately know what's going on. And because you all still have telepathy, pretty much after that, everyone knows what's going on. That line you see coming for you is the iron wind. And if it hits you... This podcast is going to be over, <laughs> I think is the best way of saying it. So what are you going to do? I have a question. Yeah. And it's going to sound really, really silly. But in my defense, this is a sci-fi universe. So I'd like to ask, uh, relevant to the properties of the Iron Wind, is it flammable? Is the wind flammable? This is Numenera. Lots of weird things happen. This is a reasonable question to ask. If the wind spontaneously changed some of the air into pockets of flammable air, then yes, I suppose part of it would be flammable. But the wind itself as an entity is not. Okay, this is largely irrelevant anyway, because Hop wouldn't necessarily pause to think about this. But his first order business, now that he knows it's the Iron Wind, because everybody has telepathy, he might think, I hope the properties aren't weird. But his first order of business is going to be getting rid of this tarp that's on fire now that he's a little bit less disoriented, like the initial shock has passed. So that's going to be his first order of business. And I'd like to just use the defibrillim the part that isn't my flesh, to grab the flaming tarp and then fling it behind the car. So are you trying to catch it on fire or are you just trying to throw off the burning tarp? No, I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to like throw it off, but it occurred to me and maybe a little bit to Hopper, but he doesn't really have another choice that he, that like, he doesn't know if it'll react with the wind at all. Because it's an iron wind. It's like weird. It's Do like- nano machines burn? Sci-fi. So- Okay, give me, give me a might roll, I guess. Okay. I don't want it to, like, explode, but, like, you know, yeah. you gotta deal with these things quickly. This is all Hop can think of to do. So he's gonna make a roll to throw the tarp, and he got a 10. 
It's a really easy thing. It's just throwing the It's like middle of the road. You only need a Tarps time. are fucking big. Yeah. And this one's on fire. Yeah. And you're in a moving car. Yeah. Racing away from a wind that will kill you. Yeah. But does have an iron gauntlet on. On one hand. Well, that's the harm he's using. Okay. I specified that. So that's that's something Hallie just revealed as well. She's trying to do this all one-handed. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so... Ooh. This should have succeeded. I mean, it wasn't a one, so... Oh. She rolled less than... She rolled a lower than 50%. If this was a 50-50 chance, she would have failed. Maybe it just doesn't tear off all of the tarp. Maybe it just tears off part of it. Okay, no, well, you know what? That's a good idea. Hallie, take a GM intrusion. Okay. I'm gonna give my other XP to Tom for defending me. Good, because I had none. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't, because you rip off a piece of the tarp, which hits you in the face, singeing you for five <laughs> points of might damage. What? what? Oh, no! Before flying off, uh, off the back. Whoa, whoa, this is on fire! Objection, your honor. Ow! Five points of damage? That's more than getting hit with a sword would have done. <laughs> but it's like fire to the face, though. Ow! I mean, it hits you in the face for five points of damage, Hop. Does armor apply to that? I don't have any. Armor does apply to that. He had you, his shield out. I thought you did have armor. I took, I took it off. Because, <laughs> 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 because it interfered with my speed. Okay. Is the five points okay for Hallie? Is that all right? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, someone else do something. Yeah, please. Ellie has unnecessarily yelled, Misha, move. <laughs> yeah, Misha, what are you doing as the driver of this vehicle? I mean, you know, they are they are also, like, hyper-freaking out about it, because, like, there's <laughs> nothing but bad stuff about this iron wind. And, you know, last time, last time it wasn't a good time to be faced by that. So... Yeah, I don't know. Like they, they basically just have constantly thinking. Like you know, gotta, go, gotta move, gotta move, and that's what they've been thinking. And then Ellie tells that to Misha, and they're just like, just turn around to Ellie, kind of with this like glare, like what do you think <laughs> I'm trying to do? I know, I just panicked. <laughs> I don't know though. I mean, I don't have anything. How about just give me a give me an int roll, give me a drive roll to see like how deftly you can notice the wind and like figure out the best way to escape it. Go, go let's fast. let's. Let's start with that. Okay. Uh, I guess I can spend two levels of effort to see with my intro and see if that will do anything. That's good because I got a four. <gasps> well, <laughs> Ari spent two levels of effort. And she's proficient. Is she specialized or trained? In, or is specialized. specialized. They specialized or trained. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, you were talking about Ari. Well, so. I was talking about Misha because Misha has the skill rather than Ari. So I, I fucked it all yeah, up. Yeah, I, I can't drive. <laughs> so I am impaired. <laughs> so Ari's impaired. Misha is specialized, I believe, right? I gave Misha. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, it barely succeeds. Great. So you're starting to drive, you're moving away, you're not quite sure what's going on, you're trying to focus super hard, but just like you're freaking out so you don't have a lot of natural skill, but to your right, you see a massive spire jut out of the ground, and your natural driver instincts think, I shouldn't hit that. <laughs> so you turn left, and now you are racing away from the iron wind and it is on your heels. So hop as this flaming thing flies off your face, you see it move back. Uh, makes it probably about 20 feet before it just seems to hit this invisible wall and combust. 
which you can infer means that the Iron Wind is 20 feet behind you. And let's put the chase mechanics back on. Why don't we do that? You are two out of five distance away from the Iron Wind, and we're going to do the same thing where each of you can do three actions. Each of us? Sorry, you as a group. Ah. So the Iron Wind is going to have the same mechanics, but instead of using ciphers, it's upgraded to using the artifact tape. Oh, oh God. No. Oh, what? So let's just, it's going to do two things. It's going to do 22 and a 60. Disruption blade and needler. Yeah, so uh, the first thing you're going to see is it's going to shoot out a bunch of fucking swords at you. <laughs> a bunch of swords are going to fly out of the iron wind and they are going to... They're going to tear through the burning tarp and they're going to hit the inside and you're going to see they're starting to pulsate. And you know, well, you don't know because it's Iron Wind, but it's highly likely that once they hit the ground, they actually sink into the floorboards. And they're, um, you see the floorboards are starting to shake almost as if they're just going to collapse. And that was the disruption blade. That's bad. Next one is the needler. What is the needler? No! The needler. I used the needler! No! Shoots, shoots needles. Poison needles! That's a good point. Everyone roll might defense. Ah! Mm. Oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. The tarp is protecting anyone underneath. Hop and Ellie roll might defense. God damn it. Four. Ten. Yeah, you are both poisoned? Great! No. <laughs> um, Tom, how does poison work? I never expected to poison anyone. Uh, this is going into my dice jail. I mean, you didn't have to poison. I mean, I think there are some example poisons in the books, but it's basically however you want it to work. Okay, I'm going to say, because I don't want to just start sucking health from you, the poison affects you in such a way that until the end of this race, or until you're able to rest again, you lose all edge. Aww, I was going to use my edge. Same! <laughs> God! Reminder, edge is what makes using ability and effort easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now things are going to cost a lot more. Good. All right, no. so that's what the Iron Wind did. You are two out of five away from it. Uh, how are you going to escape this horrifying wind? Um, Hop? Yeah? Are you also not feeling great and covered in needles? Yes, Ellie, I am also not feeling great and covered in needles. He just okay, great! <laughs> he turns around and his face is just covered <laughs> like a porcupine. Oh, no. oh, I hate it. And Ellie's actually poisoned, but Hopper is not poisoned. He just has a very bad allergic reaction. No. Oh, that feels right. <laughs> oh, So much worse. See, poison doesn't affect Hopper. He's just allergic to it. <laughs> Poison itself, it's the allergy that hits him. I love it. Can I try to get the swords out? Is that a thing I can do that would be helpful or is it too late? Yeah, yeah, you can try to get the swords out. At this point, they are halfway through melting into the floorboards. What happens if I touch them? Are you going to touch them to find out? Can I roll a knowledge? I have a relevant question. What? Uh, Ness's mechanics allow him to help people, like one round of combat per, and Ness would have gone for the swords to try to just pull him out. She's a robot. Nothing affects me! (laughs) So, can I roll, like, a help roll for Ellie? Uh, You don't need to roll a help roll. This is how you're gonna help. Ellie, you don't need the roll because you go to grab it and you just see Ness's little claw arm is already on it as he's trying to pull it out like Excalibur. Clamp, 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 clamp. Is he melting? No, Ness is fine. Can I pull it out and like nod to Ness approvingly. You did it, buddy. 
Yes, and I like that so much, I won't have you roll. I'm just going to say, Ness is struggling, and you just pull it out with him, like, dangling on the end. Yeah. And he just thinks, not only am I so strong, I can fly now, too. I did it! The Iron Wind has given me superpowers! (laughs) Meanwhile, Misha, what are you doing up in the driver's seat? Well... You know, I have the matter cloud, and and since, you know, I assume that doing that generates some air, so I was wondering if, you know, doing that could maybe help. Could we have it give us an extra boost of air? With, with the, like, dirt? The dirt just kind of, like, Wee! Isn't that weather science? Isn't that how, like, cold fronts or something happen? Yeah. Pockets of air sure. interact? Uh, sure, can I do that? Can I try to give us a boost with my cloud of dirt? Or is that too much? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> how, how, how about this? <laughs> just roll. Just roll for it. Just give me a roll. I can't just arbitrarily say no. I need to have the dice do it for me. But it's always dice. Uh, let's see, because this is a five inch thing. It'll say yes. Okay. All right. I'm using my good die. Let's see. Because this is, this is business. And I got a three, so it's really not a good die anymore, I guess. Um, what is happening? So, Misha, you lift up the tremendous power of the rocks beneath you, and they're all pebbles. They're still spinning around, you're still using your skill, and there is wind around you. So, you know, maybe it'll protect you from the wind, so you're either two or three steps away from the wind now. It's, it's really hard to tell. It really did nothing. Maybe it helped. <laughs> We'll see. We just reduced visibility. (laughs) It did. Which immediately after doing that thinks, I believe this was a mistake. And then everybody will probably hear that still. (laughs) Right after they see the pebbles rise up. (laughs) Okay, so you've got pebbles. You've got a wind. You've got a still flaming tarp that hasn't been resolved yet. I'm trying. You have one more action. What, what What are you all gonna do? I have one idea, and it does possibly involve shock. So because we have a second tarp that isn't on fire, and there's a lot of wind around it, what if shock blinked with the second tarp and like a stick of some kind and made like a sailboat on top of the ladybug, and we used the wind to make us go faster? You want to do that? Because if so, Hop, explain to Shock your plan. I want to see this in character. Oh, okay. Or at the very least, even if you don't explain it, Shock can hear your thoughts. So explain what Shock hears as you're coming up with this plan. Ow, 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 ow. All right. Um, <laughs> as Hopper, like, removes the needles from his skin. Ah, uh, all right. Um, 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 how do we, how do we, second tarp, second tarp. I bet if we, the sailboats? Sailboats, lots of wind. Sailboats operate on wind, but how do we get the tarp up to the top? Shock, blink! And Shock will, <laughs> Shock will do that. Just nod at Hopper Scotch, <laughs> grab the tarp and his strong glass staff. Yes! Tie it on briefly, <laughs> then blink up to the top and just try to hold on with the <laughs> sail and not get blown away. Ellie tries not to think, oh god, he's gonna die yeah, too I wasn't, loudly. I, was, I wasn't gonna make you roll for that, Tom, but now that you're just holding on with your little noodle arms, I need a might roll. Well, how else do I attach it? I don't know, but as, he, as soon as he does that, Hop thinks, oh, maybe someone should help him. Moving too fast, we're moving too fast. <laughs> While Misha is still thinking, I cannot see anything. Let's use four levels of might efforts. Is that all your might? Yeah, that's my full might pool gone. I'm using it all. Why? Why do you spend all of your pool? Because I rolled a three, but that turn it might as well be a, a 15. 15. Uh, because of my effort. 
so shock you get up there the wind blows you back and you almost fly off. Shock is like holding on to like a little ridge on the ladybug with one arm and the staff with the other. And just because this is it, everyone dies. If he doesn't, he has thrown all of his being into it. Just like clutching on with his fingertips with a slight scream of, ah, you know, <laughs> as someone might do in a disaster movie. And like a sailboat, it pushes you forward 10 feet. So you are now 30 feet away and you've got the Wind, so you are either three or four of the five you need to get. But now it's the Iron Wind's turn. 51, 58, 97. Oh no. So a Mephitic Staff, a Nano Needler, and a Weapon Ground. A what staff? A Mephitic Staff, like the one that I no! have. Oh, what? It's smoke that makes you lose your turn. What? Great. No! Suddenly, as if someone blew pollen out of their hand. A bunch of dust that feels all too familiar, Shock. What about our shield of pebbles? Races towards you. Oh, right, I'm on top. Roll, roll me might defense to deal with this pollen. Misha, it is two steps easier for you because you're inside the vehicle, Misha and Ellie. Pop, it's one step easier for you because you've got the wind around you. And Shock, it is not easier for you at all. I rolled an 18. I got a 15. I uh, rolled an 8. I got a 16. Ooh. Ness, suddenly you cannot fly anymore. As you and the sword clamor to the ground, as Ellie just falls onto the ground, her eyes like watering, like she's having an extreme <laughs> allergic reaction. No. And Ellie, you cannot do anything next turn. The needles are still stuck on her. She's like coughing on the ground and she holds up a shaking thumbs up. I'm fine. <laughs> All right. The next thing is the nano needler. Everyone just roll me. Do me a flat roll. Great. Love it. A 10. 14. 18. Ah. No, come back. Well, that's fine. Um. It's a five do. We're zoomed in on Ellie's thumb, and only we can see a microscopic needle that shot from the iron wind hit her in the thumb, and she just falls unconscious. Oh, no! no! Great. This is the nano needler, which does a specific poison, but it only attacks one target. So, Ellie, functionally, it's the same thing. You're just out for a turn because I don't want to punish you too long, but you're just down. It's fine. Finally, we have 97, which is a weapon graft. <laughs> someone just grow a prehensile tail? Suddenly, spiraling out is just a giant mace that has at one of its ends a piece of DAC tape. What? And this slams into the back of the ladybug and clamps onto it. And the giant mace hits the ground and starts no. dragging into the dirt, which is going to slow you down if you don't get rid of it next turn. Shiza. All right, so that's what's happening. You've got this thing slowing you down. The tarp is still on fire, although it is dying down. And Ellie is unconscious. Well, I was going to climb up and help Shock, but now there's a mace on the back of the car. You've got to take care of it. I'll do what I must. So is like a spike of a mace stuck in the car? How is it attached? Oh, also, I forgot that because I'm tier five, I can declare multiple people innocent. <laughs> so 
I'd like to do that now that one of us is unconscious and we've all taken. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine like Ellie. So many points of damage. Ellie unconscious and Hop before doing whatever he's doing with the maze just goes with Ellie and he's like, you're innocent. Just like floats her up. I just forgot. A lot has been going on. Hopper's been distracted. It occurs to him now. He's like, oh, wow. I could have helped. Anyways, it's Dak taped on. Okay. Can I just take the tape off? Is that okay? Can I sever it with defibrillum? Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to sever it with defibrillum? I'm going to use the laser from the defibrillum. Okay. So a laser will cut out and the DAC tape will just... Yeah. It makes that exact sound. And then as it goes away, you just hear... The hypotenuse of a triangle is the square root of ape squared plus B squared. It was not, in fact, DAC tape. It was fact tape. <laughs> And a little bit of Hopper dies inside. Yeah, his, his thought, which everybody can hear is, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are you going to do to get away from this wind? Man, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Misha, can you make it drive even faster? I, I don't know. I, 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 why, can't, why can't I hear Ellie's thoughts? What happened? What is, what, is everybody fine there? I'm sorry, I'm trying to go faster, but I don't know how to do it. Misha's just freaking out. <laughs> they don't know what's going on behind them. They're just trying to go all the way as fast as they can. Can Shock take the next action and use my resonance field in a slightly different way than I normally would? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have in the past flavored that this causes my staff to float about me deflecting attacks. What if I did this and then directed it to block in just one place? Okay. Thereby allowing the staff to just stay there, fixed on top of the uh, of the ladybug. Yeah, I, I like that. Because, like, Shock's fingers are getting raw and bloody. He cannot hold on like this much longer. So you you direct it one way. Mm -hmm. And as you see it move, you just hear, Well, that's a good idea, Shock. Just so you know that the nano spirits know, and they're le they're letting you use your abilities right now. And I'll I'll give you a little bonus because you're three to four away, and I'm just gonna tell you that wind you have kicked up actually makes you four away. So you just have to do one last thing, and you can see in the distance what looks to be like an oasis in this weird multicolored desert that seems to be unaffected by its surroundings. So if you can make it to the oasis, you'll be okay. Uh, what would happen if Ness just threw his entire body onto the gas pedal to, like, make it go faster? <laughs> I don't know, like, I push, like, Misha is, like, breaking, like, it's almost breaking it through the floor, like, yeah. like, uh, Flintstone style, like, if they push it any farther, it's going to break. Ness's mansplain. Can we make the pedal go down harder? I didn't mean it to be a mansplain, I just, what would happen if he did that? The legs on the bus go step, 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 step. Step, 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 legs on the bus go step, 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 all day long. Suddenly, Misha, you just feel a tremendous weight on your foot. And you were pressing down as hard as you could. But as someone who did this as a kid, there is nothing quite as powerful as a small child just pile driving onto you. And for a brief moment, you see the fiery tarp on the back of the ladybug fly off as the thing just rears up like a horse, like, and just bolts as fast as it can towards the oasis. Meanwhile, you look down and you just see Ness. And what, what do you, what, what's your pose? Uh, well, Ness, after squirming his way from underneath Ellie, who smashed him. Sorry. 
bolts to the to the pedal. And it's not necessarily that he doesn't think this is already happening. It's that A, he's wanted to do this from the get-go since they got in the car. And B, he can think of nothing else and he is just like, he needs to do something. So he, on his way over, is gonna run to try to do that, but he trips and because his body is very round, he rolls like a bowling ball straight into Misha's foot and then just stays there on the pedal. Thank you, Ness. You're welcome, I'm a hero! (laughs) You are! You really are! And Misha, you can just see triumphantly almost the tarp finally flying back into the iron wind. Nice. And who are you going to give your other GM intrusion point to? I mean, see, I gave it to Hallie yesterday and I don't want to for her to just... I'm going to give it to Ellie because she's unconscious and I feel bad about that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Pity point! Wow! No, it's because I don't want just to keep... Why not? I'm sorry. (laughs) The tarp hits just like it did last time, the iron wind in the distance. But this time it feels like it hits a wall instead of just spontaneously combusting. And behind you, Misha, you see this wall start to extend from the tarp in fire. Fire going every which direction. And this fire turns into a deeper and darker red. Oh, God, no. The ground itself is changing into this deep red which goes forward and snakes itself around the limbs of the ladybug. It snakes itself around the mephitic staff, around Ellie on the ground, around Hop, Ness, Cubo, Shock, until it finally rises up and cements itself in your eyes. And everywhere around you, you see Cinnabar. deleterious to everybody, but can Misha, no surprise, hit on, well, I don't know, I don't want to hit on the brake, because we're still running away from things. Misha's going to let it go of the wheel, I think. Okay. Trying to cover their eyes. So th- what the rest of you watch is you see as you go towards the oasis, Misha seizes up with seriousness, and then you're getting closer and closer to the oasis, and suddenly they let go of the wheel and cover their eyes, which you notice is shining a reddish light. And you all watch as you turn right and the oasis passes you to the left and keeps going and is gone. I'm sorry. (laughs) Do we hear their thoughts? Yeah, yeah, we can still hear each other's thoughts, right? Yeah, what are you thinking? Uh, No, 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 please. Yeah. Hop is going to help Ellie up. He's made his way over to Ellie and is checking her out to see if she's okay. But in his head is going, what's wrong, Misha? I, uh, 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 no, please, no, stop, stop, not now. Shock will blink back down, rush over, give Misha a hug, and start humming the, uh, the tune. Aww. Mentally and out loud. And Shock, it, it almost starts to sound like you're getting feedback, like your voice is being distorted and warped. And you start to hear... You start to hear a 
second malicious voice sing back. And you start to hear this almost cutting sound, as if something other than the lady with cinnabar lips is trying to sever this telepathic link. Fucking, why are they like this? Why are they like this? But they're unable to do so. Can I use my telepathic intrusion defense for all of us? Hells yeah! Yeah, how are you going to use it to defend against the lady? Yeah, how are you going to do it? Um... Breathe with me. What? In, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Out, two, three, four. Can I merge my skill with Ellie's? Because Shock is also trained in resisting telepathic intrusion. Yeah. So Shock is also going to start thinking about go fetch cards. <laughs> and so it's breathing, counting. In. Got any eights. Two, three, four. Go fetch. Hold. Two, Six, three, four. Seven. Out. Two, two pair. Three. Eight stop. Four. Two jacks. Just count with Ellie, count with Shock. Listen to them, it's gonna be fine, it's gonna be fine. Just listen to their voices, okay? Just count along with them. Counting helps. In it's calming. Three, four, counting. Ace of hearts. Four, three spade. It's gonna be fine, just focus. Go fetch. On the numbers and the voices. Out. Uno. Two, one. It's gonna be fine. Two. Everything's gonna be fine. Three. Eight, stop. Hold. Go. I had to move quickly. Never before had a group so effectively avoided her warnings. Like, okay, usually they thought, oh man, this is a threatening group thanks to the old lady in the bog. But usually the groups were small, they didn't have a fast enough car, and they were able to get stopped before they got to that wind. But there was something peculiar about this group. The way they drove, the way they attacked, it had this chaotic organization that felt so familiar to her. It couldn't be them, could it? But it was her duty to work as a team. That's what the Speedy Speed Boys were all about after all. So once she had gotten the last spoon out of her vehicle's tires, she got back in and charged out. The wind had already started then, but luckily the Speedy Speed Boys had developed defenses for that. She didn't have to escape the wind, she just had to get to them before they did. And as the car raced towards this long, strange, polka-dotted vehicle, she just kept comforting herself. The crash will be safer than anything the wind can provide. And that's when she slammed into the ladybug. So we're all standing there like, just count, it's gonna be okay. And then... We got punch buggied. We got punch buggied. Ness just sailing through the air as the crash happens <laughs> yeah. in slow motion. I told you. 
Meanwhile, the rest of you are able to get your bearings when your vision repairs itself. And I'm going to say, even though it's supposed to be an hour, I'm going to say the crash just kind of knocked the effects of the ciphers out of you. So Okay, that tracks. No more telepathy between everybody. No more super far vision. You're back to normal vision and you're, and you're regaining your view. The ladybug is just in shambles behind you. Everyone's okay. Even Kubo. Kubo's rolling himself out, but that thing is not going to drive again. No. And you notice as the wind catches up to it and seems to veer away as if there's this dome, this presence surrounding you. And then you notice there is. You see next to the ladybug one of four giant tires and you see the neon lighting and rusted bottom of that giant VW beetle above you. Does anyone have any responses before I finish the scene? I think we're all probably just dazed, groaning, <laughs> yeah. getting up. A lot has happened. Ellie does do one thing. She's going to go in and hug Misha. M- Misha will hug Ellie and then hug everybody. Yeah. Chalk will check on Ness first and then Misha, actually. <laughs> if only because he has made that mistake. What? What? What are you looking at me for? <laughs> I'm just glad you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that makes two of us. (laughs) And as you're getting up and you're making a racket, Ness, I'm assuming Ness will also add, like, who are these losers? Because you turn around and you see... Well, who are these Salamos? Salamos. They're all surrounding you and have their faces covered in shadow. The only thing you can make out of them is their leather coveralls. Oh, sick. Except what looks to be a fusion between an astronaut suit and a pit crew suit with these blue lines running down the side. And the astronaut turns to all of you, and for the first time, opens her visor, which reveals a tuft of icy blue hair and two large, motionless, painted-on eyes. And the astronaut says, breathless, Misha Jarvis? Is it that Ellie would also? Uh, oh, oh, oh no! no. <laughs> Not a fucking. Game. I think we need to shift away from the Eurobeat to some Mad Max music here. Let me correct <laughs> this. Shock is just going to say, "Now that's pod racing." <laughs> He, do- he doesn't actually say that. Tom does. Oh my god! Objection, Your Honor. Wouldn't the wouldn't the swirl of pebbles around us douse the flames? I was gonna do that, but then Ari rolled a three, so no. But I rolled a three. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you too, Your Honor. Am I awake now? Just to check. <laughs> yeah, Ellie, <laughs> you wake to something you're very familiar with: the sounds of a woman yelling at you. <laughs> Ray, is that you? <laughs> I'm sorry, I have trouble expressing my feelings. What's <laughs> happening? You have my humming on file. You could just edit it in. I could, but no. And we're going to end there on Go Fish. 
because I just Aww. really like that. That was really cute. I'm feeling feelings. <laughs> I know. 